The following program is presented to you by the New York State School Boards Association. NISBA's President's Gavel Podcast is supported by the Harris Beach Educational Institution's team of attorneys. Harris Beach successfully represents more than 130 school districts and BOCES clients throughout New York State on matters involving school district operations, labor and employment matters, cybersecurity, and student issues. Learn more at www.harrisbeach.com. This year, over 500 new board members will be sworn in to represent the students of their communities. When new board members are elected to the school board, it often takes some time for them to feel comfortable in their new position. In many districts, school board elections are highly contentious, which can often lead to conflict on the board and make this transition even more uncomfortable. But there are ways that board members can ease this burden to ensure that the board is able to continue functioning at a high level when there is turnover on the board. Let's call this meeting to order. My name is Darcy Dercoli, Director of Leadership Development for the New York State School Boards Association. And on this episode of the President's Gavel, we discuss onboarding new members, ensuring a smooth transition. I'm joined today by Jamie McPherson, Deputy Director of Leadership Development, and Mark Schneider, our Leadership Development Manager. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having me today, Darcy. Yes, thank you, Darcy. I'm happy to join you. Welcoming new board members through an onboarding process is an important first step for those that are just beginning their tenure on the school board. However, we hear from board members all the time who indicate that they had no or very limited onboarding when they started their board service work. Jamie, can you tell us about the benefits of a solid onboarding process for new board members? Absolutely. So one of the defining characteristics of high-performing school boards, as identified in research like the Lighthouse study, is the ability of the governance team, meaning the board and superintendent, to work in an atmosphere of trust and mutual respect. Having a written onboarding plan in place to welcome new members really is a critical step in building positive relations between members and to help them solidify as a cohesive, collaborative decision-making body. When board members take time to get to know one another, really their personalities, leadership, and decision-making styles, it allows them to engage in open and honest conversations that ultimately lead to better and more informed decisions. As part of the process, the board should consider holding a retreat that focuses on team and relationship building as well as to clarify their operating procedures. This not only benefits the new members, but the veteran ones as well. Having this understanding provides consistency and continuity that can help in avoiding some of those common pitfalls that often leads to conflict or even dysfunction. Darcy, the ultimate goal of an onboarding program is to make the new member feel welcomed, valued, and confident they understand the job at hand and how the board operates. Again, you know, they need to take time to congratulate their new members from the start, introduce them to key staff members, but really making relationship building a priority. That's great advice, Jamie. 
And it sounds like effective onboarding process can really set the stage for a successful tenure on the board. And Mark, can you tell us about some of those components of an effective onboarding process? Sure, Darcy. Uh, an effective onboarding process is one in which all board members are able to participate. If we listen to what Jamie just told us about building relationships on the board, it's easy to see that we really want the onboarding experience to serve as an opportunity for new board members to get to know their new colleagues and begin to build those positive and productive relationships. Now, I recall my own first school board election. I was invited to a reception when the votes were counted and officially reported. And this provided a nice opportunity to meet the rest of the board and share with them my reasons for running. It was a nice way to start to get to know them before jumping into the stresses of board work. Now, that being said, an important component of an effective onboarding process is an introductory conversation with the superintendent and board president. In this informal meeting, new school board members can get a sense of current district goals and initiatives. They can ask questions related to their new position. They can have a facilities tour and, and meet with department leaders, such as the business manager or the head of curriculum development. And importantly, learn a bit about the district's procedures for obtaining information from these departments. One item that could be shared at this initial meeting is the district's governance handbook. The governance handbook is developed by the board and it highlights the board's procedures and processes, norms, the district vision, mission, goals, priorities. Uh, it could contain uh, current contracts with various bargaining units, budgetary highlights. This is a place for the board to recall, record all of the important information relevant to governance in the district. And it's strongly recommended to be included in any district's onboarding process. Well, Mark, these are great tools and techniques that you've just shared about. And I want to talk about something also that concerns many of our boards and our board presidents, and that is sometimes board elections can be quite contentious. We often see new board members elected who, when they were running as a candidate for the board, were perhaps critical of the board or of an individual board member. Are there any strategies for the board when they find themselves welcoming new members that may not agree with the status quo or who have been openly critical of a board prior to the election? Darcy, this is when an effective onboarding process is even more important. Let's face it, contentious board elections are becoming increasingly common as nearly every issue from what's being taught in the classroom to the district's code of conduct is being viewed through a political lens. When this occurs, it's critical that the board find a way to come together and play nice in the sandbox. In situations such as these, I recommend that the onboarding process provide an opportunity for new members to share their perspectives and thoughts with the rest of the board. It's important to open this dialogue as soon as possible so that anger, resentment, and negative feelings do not persist and grow. All board members need to be able to talk this out and focus on their common goals because, like it or not, they're now all on the same team. And if they let any negativity carry over after the election, it will impact their ability to serve all of the students in their district. 
Mark, those were all excellent points. And I'd just like to reiterate what I stated before and the importance of holding a board retreat shortly after the annual reorg meeting or really any time you have turnover on the board. Uh, And especially if you've gone through a really contentious election. You know, in a retreat setting, a facilitator can lead the board through some of these difficult conversations as they challenge any preconceived notions they may have one another of one another or an agenda they believe a board member may be trying to push. Getting to know one another, dispelling any false perceptions, that's going to help build unity on the board and allow them to truly focus on the kids of the district. Wow, these are all really very good points and strategies for bringing that new member on board this summer. I hope every board president will make sure that they have a good orientation program at their own board table to ensure that investment in the board is made. After all, we want to move easily and quickly toward a unified team, especially after a contentious election cycle. So let me say thank you, Jamie and Mark, for taking out your time to talk with me today and for sharing your perspectives with our members. Thank you, Darcy. Yes, thank you. I would also like to thank my NISBA colleagues working behind the scenes, making it possible to bring this broadcast to you. Thank you, Megan DeGennaro, Al Marlin, and Alyssa Maelo. My name is Darcy Dercoli, Director of Leadership Development, and this has been a production of the NISBA's President's Gavel Podcast. And this meeting is now adjourned.